You've forgotten how to tarry. We have forgotten not even how to tarry, but also the promise. See, God is a covenant maker, but He's also a covenant keeper. God has never told you a lie. Everything He's ever told you, He'll stand on. But will you stand on what He told you? Because if you'll stand on what He told you, you will tarry in this place. Amen. He'll change your whole continence. When you leave out of here, you'll look like Moses and met him in the bush. Your ears will be on fire. Your eyes will be on fire. Your belly will be on fire. Because you know that the power that you have received come from on high. Somebody say amen. Because if you can't tarry... Listen to me a minute. If you can't tarry in this place, how can you tarry outside this place? If you can't gain your power of fire in here, you sure ain't going to get it out there. Amen. See, I want to also speak something else. I'm just going to follow the Lord for a moment. Y'all don't mind, do you? Some of you have been told that it's time to step out the boat. But every time you step out, somebody's trying to drown you. Because you walk on water differently than the one that asked you to... Y'all ain't getting what I'm fixing to tell you. See, everything that comes to you is going to come through a person, either a blessing... Or a cursing, because God works through people. There ain't none of us seen God. There ain't none of you seen God. But God works through people. So there's going to be people to ask you to step out the boat because really they want you to drown. They don't want you to walk on water. But when you get up and you have enough faith to step out that boat, guess what? God will be the one that will take you across the water. And see, I know some people today that if they'll step out the boat, they can dance on water. Hey, they can skip on it. They can walk on it. They can jump on it. And they'll never sink. Because God sent the man by to help you out the boat. Amen. But there's other people that are hindering you from getting out the boat because they know when you walk on water, they'll start sinking. See, everything that comes to you is going to come through man by God. And it's in man's nature to be against you, not for you. Hmm. It's, it's man's nature to be against you. But I know why the Lord gave me all that before I got started today. Because I met Apostle about, I think, two weeks ago when me and you ate lunch. And the Lord had given me a word about the ox. And there's a lot of people that hadn't heard anything about the ox. And see, some of you in here this morning, before we leave here today, you're going to have an anointing on you you didn't have when you came in here. I prophesy that over your life right now. When you leave out of here today, you're going to look different. 
How many of you like to be oily when you leave here? See, if you get real oily, the people outside this church will see your oil before they ever see you. You know what I'm saying this morning, church? I don't know about you, but I like for people to know that I'm coming before I ever get there because they don't recognize the sound that heaven's placed in me. <laughs> Let me go ahead and get this out of the way before I forget, though. Can we give Apostle Jeremiah a big round of applause this morning? I love this man. I met him back in 2020 when we had the uh, first Cure Revival up in Florence up here through uh, Pastor Devon. And to me, it's been a divine connection. It's been a divine connection. Uh, One thing that I, I, um, you know, I've done a lot of bad things, but one thing about me, I ain't never looked at a man's skin color. I've always been able to see in a man's heart. And a man's heart will tell you who he really is. Amen color ain't got nothing to do with it because when God looks at me and that brother he sees the same heart that I got amen hey we (laughs) I believe that he split us in two amen and my heart's his heart my God's his God my father's his father amen and the same fire he's got resonates in me because we carry the sword that was planted to protect amen Woo! some of y'all ain't receiving yet but y'all will y'all get there the train ain't gonna leave till you get on board Y'all know what I'm saying? But I do. I want to thank you. It's an honor to be here with you guys. Um, I'm sorry my wife isn't here. We've been in revival for two weeks, and uh, she's been having to work also. And I think just <laughs> she got a little under the weather Friday night. We didn't get home about 2 o'clock in the morning. I think she just, <laughs> I think between body tired and everything else, it just kind of, but I know that she would love to be in here with us this morning. But I want to get into the word that God's given me. Like I told you, don't be ready to leave yet. That was just introduction. God gave me to give you. <clears throat> Somebody say amen. Uh, just thankful to be here today. I'm going to set this right here to keep this thing in place for me. Matter of fact, I can do it a little differently. No, I'm going to sweat enough. I probably need two more. Amen. Ooh, one thing about me, since I've got introduced to the Lord, I ain't never been cold no more. <laughs> that went over some of them's head. They're like, what's he talking about? <laughs> it was because of the fire that was planted, amen? And once you have a fire planted, amen, you can't get cold no more. Because the Bible says you need to be lukewarm or hot. And some of us need to get set on fire. Some of us has been a little warm for too long, and it's time for some fire to get started. Woo, somebody say fire this morning. Amen. I want to talk with you this morning, if you will, however you want to follow along with me. I'm going to be in Psalms. If you want to turn with me there to uh, chapter 92. Psalms chapter 92. I only got five short verses. I'm going to read you, and then I'm going to give you what God gave me to, uh, to bring to you this morning. And I pray y'all uh, follow along with me. Maybe I won't leave nobody. But man, how many of you love the Lord this morning? Yes, yes. But we're in chapter 92, verses 10 through 15. And I want to talk to you this morning about the ox. And before I get into that, just these five texts here, how many of you would would just say, bring on the ox? Bring on the ox. 
And not only did he tell me to bring on the ox, but he also said, turn up the volume and bring me the ox. See, churches got so silent, we forgot that the noise that we make runs the devil off. Amen, we've lost our shout. We, we wait for somebody else to shout so we can follow theirs when God has planted a shout in you that you need to release. Amen. See, God has already impregnated you with a shout and he's waiting on you to deliver his shout that he gave you. Somebody say, I've been impregnated. He's been, he's been impregnating you with his word, amen, so he can stir something up out of you this morning. Somebody needs to come to the delivery room. Amen. God said there's been something I planted in you that needs to be released so somebody else will know that the God that you serve is the God they need to be introduced to. Amen. Woo. Let's read these texts before I keep going. Y'all mess around, I'll be in here to 2 o'clock. Psalms chapter 92, verse 10 through 15. It says, but my horn, you have exalted like a wild ox. Somebody say wild ox. And I have been anointed with fresh oil. My eye also has seen my desire on my enemies, and my ears hear my desire on the wicked who rise up against me. And the righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. And those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. And they shall still bear fruit in old age. Uh, And they shall still bear fruit in old age. And they shall be fresh. Some Some of us want to leave here smelling fresh today, right? Because it's the aroma of heaven. I believe some of you today are going to leave smelling a little differently than what you did when you came in the house. And it ain't because of your right guard you got on. It's because of the right man you got protecting you. Somebody say amen. Because if you got a God in heaven protecting you, guess what? You're going to leave fresh everywhere you go. Because you're going to leave a scent. You're going to leave a scent no matter where you go. Somebody's going to smell you when you come in, and they're going to smell you when you go out. Y'all better quit. I'll be here all day. And he says, to declare that the Lord is upright. He is my rock, and there is no unrighteousness in him. You may be seated this morning. Amen. Father, we thank you for this word today, God. Most of all, we thank you for your spirit and your presence that we already feel in this house. God, we thank you for the praise team that come up and sung their hearts out. They gave glory and honor to you, and they exalted you today in this place, God. We thank you for all the beautiful people that are in this place. Lord, we just pray today that we would come in here and we would be united with your presence, God, and let your Holy Ghost uh, just set him loose in this place and let a lion roar through this house and we just thank you Lord for what we already feel we claim victory in this house today and somebody says amen and amen hallelujah 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 somebody say hallelujah I feel like groaning a little bit hallelujah you know this morning The Lord told me this morning there's some of you that need to renew your strength like a wild ox. Some of you need to renew your strength like a wild ox. I want you to think about this a moment before I get into some of the word 
but it says to renew your strength like a wild ox because the ox represents strength, power, and oil. And I'm going to explain every bit of that. I'm not going to leave one thing not turned over. It says this animal isn't stopped by tiredness. But when it gets tired, it is able to generate more strength and power. Listen to me. It says the attitude of that helps it to continue to press in. How many of us know this morning that we are more connected to the animals than people like to believe? People don't like to think about that. It says here, his attitude will help you to continue to press in vigorously, effortlessly, and with enthusiasm, which a lot of church people have lost today. We've lost effort and enthusiasm about pressing in for the Lord. We need enthusiasm through our mind and our body. Matthew 26 and 41 says, watch and pray. The spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak. And see, we need the ox, the oil, so that we can press in because our spirit wants to, but our body says no. But see, if we'll press in and we'll get enthusiastic about what God's doing, even when the body says no, the spirit will take us in. Amen. How many of you want to go in deeper today than you were yesterday? Because your body's saying no, but your spirit's saying, rise up. Amen. I need the ox. Amen. I need the mindset of an ox in this place your body's saying I'm tired I've been in revival for two weeks been preaching on Sunday and God said you know what I need you to press in amen because the further you press in the more I press it out of you amen don't let me lose you now don't let me lose you he says, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Catch this this morning. The horns of the ox work like a helmet that protect it from the enemy's darts so it won't penetrate through its body. The horn is the helmet, and we have the helmet protecting us <laughs> from the darts of the enemy. And see, the enemy is steady trying to find new ways to take your effort away. The enemy is steady trying to find new things to come at you with to make you fall. Because God in heaven knows that, hey, he don't waste no oil. Amen. His oil is divine. His oil is on time. His oil is for the people that he can trust. Amen. And he's not going to waste no oil. So you need today to have the horns of an ox so you can be protected of the darts of hell that come at you and your family. Because we got to be vigorous about what we're doing for the kingdom of God. Listen to me. Let me listen to me. Catch this this morning. We are more like the ox than we know. Listen to this. We're going to start in Psalms 10. It says, the, the more the enemy presses against you, the more oil God releases. 
See, David declared that he would receive from God the strength of a wild ox capable of facing his enemies and to stand in the struggles and the trials and the circumstances of his storms and of his battles. And see, the day we got to start declaring that God will give us the anointing of an ox to overcome the problems. Racism is a problem that the enemy stirred up, not people. Because our war is against flesh. It's against flesh. The principles... Let me back up and correct myself. It's not against flesh. It's against the principles of darkness. The enemy wants it to be flesh. He wants it to be me and you, Mario. He wants it to be me and Jeremiah. He wants it to be me and you. But God's saying, I've given you the spirit of an ox to run through what the enemy places in front of you. You can't stop an ox when he's in charge. Because when when the ox is in charge, he can... <laughs> oh, no, no, come my sata. Because when the ox is in charge, there's an anointing that's flowing over him that the enemy cannot protect get by because he's so oily that the enemy has to flee off his side. Amen? And some of us has got to understand it's okay to be oily. Amen? Your enemy does not want you oily. He wants you dry. He wants you to look like him. Amen? We got to stop trying to identify with the world and identify with the oil of heaven. Amen? How many of you want to be oily like the ox today? Amen? Listen to me. Listen to me. I want to make sure I don't miss some of this. Listen to me this morning. The enemy is steady trying to press against you. In the day and the time that we live in, society is trying to change everything about what we're used to. The enemy is pressing in against the church at 150 mile an hour right now. Yes. He's against the church and the church has also let him press inside. And until we start identifying with the hell that's in our church, we'll never be able to press it out. And a lot of the reasons why the church has been under attack for so long is because we hadn't let the ox loose in the church to run the hell out of it. Amen. But when we release the ox in the church, something's got to give. Y'all ever seen a wild horse stuck in a stable that he wanted to get out of? He wanted to be released, amen? He kicked the walls. He kicked the tables over. And I believe Jesus is saying, it's time for some oxes to rise up in the church and kick some tables over. Hey, I give you permission today to pick your sword up and kick your tables over and run them demons out. Back to the abyss uh, where they belong. Uh, not in my house of prayer. Let me explain why. Because you can't contain him. You can't contain the ox and you can't contain God. 
See, church, church has come up with this way that, you know, I've only been preaching five years next month. But church has tried to come up with a way to contain the Lord in four walls. Just like the ox was never meant to be contained, it was meant to be released. Out in what? In the wild. Because out in the wild is where he gets his release from. And in the wild is his place. It was never meant to be behind four walls, amen. It was meant to be outside, released, amen. Somebody needs to take a strike out. Hey, take the match out and strike it and set some fire in this place so it can spread like the ox, amen. It can't be contained. It's time to be released. It's time to let the oil of heaven roll past the four walls of the church. Building. We want fire on Sunday and calmness on Monday. Yeah, that's the church. Listen to me, I'm going to keep traveling. It says the ox is extremely strong and he is capable of bearing heavy loads. But the secret to his victories lies not in his strength. I want to stop right there and say Because see, us as men, we think because we can lift a bunch of weight, we got strength to overcome. But God's telling us right here, it's not just in the strength, it's in the oil. Because, listen, the ox is very capable of bearing heavy loads. Some of you have been in here carrying some loads that you don't need to carry. But until you let God deposit some oil on you like he does on the hump of the back of the ox, listen, catch it now, every time it confronts the adversary, the animal seems to be backing down to flee, but no, he's only waiting on the oil to heat up to be poured on his body, creating a slippery layer on itself, protecting it from the attacks of the enemy, amen? See, the anointing of the oil will help you turn around and quit fleeing from the enemy and face your daddy's demons because when you face them demons, I the all of heaven will come on you to overcome what the enemy's trying to attack on you. See, catch this now. Listen to me for a minute. Oh, sometimes it's hard to get slow. But, but catch this now. See, every time the enemy charges the ox. The ox produces his own oil. And as the enemy comes at him, he starts producing more oil so that when the enemy tries to grab him, his claws can't stick. 
Come over here. Y'all, y'all seem to say amen a little more. Y'all kind of catching it. See, but what happens is, is our enemy doesn't understand that he doesn't have the oil no more. We do. And see, once we know how to retain the oil, we know how to make the oil because we know who created it. And if you were create, created through God, he can create more oil on you. Amen. So that when the enemy comes, you can rear up and say, you know what? Not to Today, Satan, not today, enemy, not today, problem, not today, not today. You got to go back to the abyss, I, because I know my God made me only, and you can't stand my own. See, He's giving you, He's giving you. A divine connection to the old. Everybody in here say old. You not just apostles and pastors and teachers and preachers have an anointing. All of you have an anointing. Look at your neighbor and say, I have an anointing. And when you say it now, believe it. Say, I have an anointing. See, the enemy's like, oh, they have an anointing. They don't even believe they got an anointing. Oh, I don't have an anointing like Brother Jeremiah. Yes, you do. I don't have, a, I don't have an anointing like Sister Tiffany. Yes, you do. The enemy just knows that when he comes at you, you flee and she chokes. See, the difference is, is the enemy know who's going to flee and who's going to stand up. Amen. The enemy wants you to flee. And God's saying, you know what? I'm ready for some people that want to make a stand. Amen. I want them to stand for me. Because I ain't going to flee from the devil in hell. Amen. I run from him. I run with him. But now I stomp on him. Huh? I ain't fleeing no more. I ain't running with him no more. But I got the power to step him back to hell. Amen. You know why? Because he made me holy. I got a divine connection that he ain't got no more. And the reason why we flee is because he knows what to use against you to make you run. See, the thing is, is he knows we got to understand something. Woo. Somebody just give the Lord some praise for a minute. Come on. We ought to hear praise all over this house because I've been made holy. I'll be made holy. I shall not flee, but I shall stand. Because on this rock, woo! Listen. Listen, listen, listen. See, the enemy, the enemy's already been where you're trying to go. And that's what most of us in church miss. 
<laughs> Why do you think that he causes problem in your marriage? Why do you think he causes problems in your church? You ain't never seen two demons fight, but you sure have a bunch of Christians. Because, see, they know the oil. Y'all get it in a few minutes. See, the demons know where the oil comes from. And if they can keep you fighting, you ain't getting no oil. But see, when you quit fighting and you start staring that enemy down, that all starts rolling out the clouds. Mm. We give him so much credit. Oh, the enemy stopped me from coming to church this morning. The enemy made me drop out of college. The enemy has caused me to have so many problems. The enemy can't do nothing unless you release him in your life. If God can open up a door for you, he can help you close the enemy out of your house. Amen. But some of us just try to wipe the cobwebs out instead of killing the spider. If you don't kill the spider, he's going to keep making the webs. Amen. you got to kill the spider before the webs quit making. Hey, I need some people that want to step on the spider in this house. Amen. I'm tired of giving the enemy credit. I'm not going to just clean my house out. I'm going to clean it out. See, some of us like to just push things under the rug. God wants to clean it completely up. And until we quit putting it under the rug and making it like it ain't there, we ain't really doing no house cleaning. We doing housekeeping. If we don't start cleaning up our house, it's going to keep making webs. And it's going to keep the enemy in. And see, the church, the enemy knows how to come into the church to run a brother like me out because the church don't like the truth no more. The church likes being deceived. It likes walking with blinders on. But the God in heaven said, I lifted the veil so you can see. I'm tired of the church being blinded. Amen. You got so many webs in the house, we can't see clearly. Amen. I don't know about you, but I don't want to just function out of the church. I want to operate as one. See, the great master teacher came and operated in demonstration. He didn't just function, he operated. And what we have to start doing as a church is quit trying to just function. Somebody just take sin seconds and praise the Lord. We got to stop just trying to function and start trying to operate. Because see, when we start operating, 
then God's going to continue to release that oil. Because, see, we come into the church and people get mad, but you know, we call the church the hospital. And that's true, amen. But how long do you wait in the waiting room before you go to the delivery room? Some of us been waiting so long we done forgot there was a date of expectation for you to deliver something. Amen. God said, I've been waiting on you to deliver what I placed inside of you and it's the ox I want to let out of you in this day, in this time, at such a time as this. I'm ready for some Jehus to come into the church like some madmen. Amen. And let people know there's a God in heaven that loves you, that anointed you, that called you, that appointed you, and give you what you need to overcome. He said, I release my oil. Oh, come on. Can I keep going? Say, preacher, keep going. Listen, Proverbs in the NLT version, 14 and 4 says that. Oh, we fixing to have church again. Listen to me, y'all catch this now. In Proverbs 14 and 4, this is the church today. That without oxen, a stable stays clean. So hold on before I even go any further now. Listen. That without oxen, a stable stays clean. That's what we've been doing. Just keeping the church. We've just been keeping it. We've been functioning in it. But it says, but you need a strong ox for a large harvest. If we release the ox, the harvest will come because we won't be hiding and functioning. We'll be operating in glory. Amen. And when the glory falls, we can operate and we can cast the devil out. Amen. We can heal. We can deliver. We can see salvation because it says, greater that is in me than he that's in the world. And the enemy has took our greatness. The enemy has taken your greatness. The Bible says, the Bible says this, that you would do greater works. Look at your neighbor and say, I'll do greater works. And let me explain to you how you do those great works. When you bring the ox. Because when you bring the ox in, every time the enemy comes in and tries to destroy, you can see him with your spiritual eyes of your discernment before he ever graces the door. When God says... There's a demon. I give you the power to cast it out in the name of Jesus. 
And in the name of Jesus, I said you can lay hands on them and heal them. Amen. Hey, hey, listen to me. Peter had more salvations when he come out of the upper room than Jesus did in his entire ministry. Amen. And the church don't like to hear that. But God allowed a man to see 5,000 come through wood sermon. Amen. Greater works shall you do in my name. I see some of your religious people looking at me and say, I, I, I might have to check that. Well, go check it. Go check it. Write it down. Say, Pastor Dexter said, I did. Make a reel about it. Aye, because the Bible says, blessed are he that are persecuted. Because the more they persecute, the more God's poured on. The more they come at you, the more he's pouring on you. Amen. So let the devil rise up. But God said, greater is he that is in me. Let them try to persecute. Because the more they come at you, the more God's going to pour out on you. Can I keep going? Listen to me. So this large harvest, he's saying that there's going to be an increase through the oil. And see, in the day and time, Jeremiah, I believe that we live in, we need a supernatural ox anointing. And most people don't, you know, we scratch the surface of the Bible. And, you know, we like the, you know, God is in control. COVID come by and God's in control and, you know, God's going to make the way and, you know, the great old gospel ship and, ah, you know, we love all that old stuff. And, but, you know, as I read the Bible, he says in, my la- in the last days, I, I'll pour out my spirit I, upon all flesh. I, hey, hey, that whosoever shall repent and turn. Amen. I'll pour my spirit out upon all flesh. I, that means the drug addict. That means the tattooed. I, that means the ear pierced. I, that means the blacks, the whites, the Asians, the Mexicans. That means them all. Amen. Even the Russians, amen. Even the people we don't like. He's going to pour his spirit out. All flesh. And in the last days, isn't it time that we get some supernatural strength? I don't know about you. But I believe we passed the good old gospel ship. I believe it's time for the good old kingdom to be preached. You know, the Bible says he ain't coming back to the kingdoms preached. The world don't know about the kingdom and the church don't either. Hey, until we start preaching the kingdom, God ain't coming. He ain't give us a big red easy button. He give us the ox. <laughs> Some of us been wandering around for 20 years waiting. I've been saved and I've been delivered. And I'm ready for God to come get me. I've just been awaiting. 
I'm just waiting on God to show up and take me out this place. He's going to take care of my finances. He's going to help my children. He's going to do all these things. But there's one thing he's waiting on you to do too. Is to rise up and accept your anointing. Accept your call. Accept that you've been called. You've been appointed. You've been anointed. And God's saying it's time for you to quit doing the things of the children of Israel. I gave you some new bread to eat. Amen. I want some new bread. Hey, hey, it's time for us to quit eating the bread that grandma ate and eat the bread that God gave you today to eat. Some new bread. How many of y'all like to eat some new bread? You know, if you leave that bread in the cabinet too long, it'll start growing mold. You know why? Because this has been waiting on you to come. <laughs> How long can it stay fresh without the anointing? The reason the church has grown so stale, we say dead, I say stale. It's because we've been waiting too long. We've been eating of the same thing. We've been drinking out the cup the same way. And we ain't took a shovel out and redug a well in a long time. Because every time you go to dig one, somebody comes by just like they did Jacob and cover it up. And instead of you drinking of your well, you're drinking up theirs. And then guess what happened? Boy, this is going to be a word from the Lord. But guess what's happened though? Since we hadn't dug our own well and we're drinking of their well, we look like them, we talk like them. We even eat like them. Ain't that what the church has done today? Every church wants to look alike. Everybody wants the same looking praise team. We want to sound the same way. We want to dress the same way. We give a church a dress code. We give a church a way to announce. We give a church to do this and we give a church to do that. But we took all the power of God out the church. Amen. And it's time for the church uh, to accept the fire of heaven back in his house. This is a house of prayer. This is a house of God. And it's time for the church to be godly and to be holy again. I ain't worried about your tattoos. I ain't worried about your earrings. I ain't worried about the homosexual activity you in because if my God comes in, the oil will take you out. Somebody say amen. Oh, y'all want to keep having church. It says in Exodus 32 and 17. <laughs> and when Joshua heard the noise of the people as they shouted, he said to Moses, there's a noise of war in this camp. He said when Joshua heard the noise. When Joshua heard, I'm going to say it again. And when Joshua heard the noise. God ain't heard your noise in a long time. 
He said when Joshua heard the noise, the people shouted. And he said to Moses, there's a noise of war in the camp. I dare some of you today to rise up and make some noise. It's time for the church to get a war cry. It's time for the church to get a war cry. I need somebody to go to war with the enemy. Amen. Let's go to war and stomp him back to hell. I dare you to stand up and give a war cry. Give your cry out to God. He said, I heard some noise. He said, I heard some noise. And I believe God hears some noise of some people that's going to war. Some of us got to go to war to get that all. The enemy knows when you make that noise. I'm going to take you back for just a moment. Don't sit down. I'm going to take you back for just a moment. As I studied about the ox, leave that verse up. As I studied about the ox, it said, I'm going to take you back for a moment. It said that as the enemy would charge at the ox, it would appear that he was fleeing. But what was really happening has this shout. He was waiting on the oil to get hot so that he could release it on his body. Listen. I believe that we're just like that ox in this moment. As we make the noise, the enemy knows that the oil is getting hot. But see, the problem is, is the enemy has invaded you in such a way that you don't know how to let your oil get hot no more. He's invaded our house. He's invaded our children. He's invaded our privacy. See, this is your private area. This is your temple God gave you. A lot of the reasons why he's come in is because you let him in the house. Amen. And he's took your all out of your house. Amen. And I believe when we go to war, we can go back and take what the enemy stole, which is the all of heaven that belongs to you. Amen. How many of you want your all back? He said there was a there was a noise. I'm fixing to wrap this up right here. Y'all give me five minutes. Y'all tell me when five minutes is up. If not, I'll keep preaching. Give me five minutes. I'm gonna close this up, Jeremiah. I asked the Lord last night to make sure. To give me exactly what I needed to give you this morning. So if you give me five minutes, I'm going to run through this last little bit kind of quick. Isaiah 40 and 29 says, He that giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increaseth their strength. Numbers 23 and 22 says, God brought them out of Egypt. 
He brought them out of a place of bondage and oppression. For them, he is as strong as what? A wild ox. What's that tell us, church? That the wild ox will bring you out. If I can get a little piece of music whenever you get done in a minute. No hurry. I got two places left, and this is where I'm going to close. See, Mario, when we let that ox rise up out of us, like right now, if you, I'm so sweaty. If he tried to grab me to beat my tail, he'd have to, his hands would fall off of me because my arm's so sweaty he couldn't hold me. I try to break it down simple so I don't, I don't, I don't have to speak so eloquently to go over your head. I don't want to just preach to you. I want to reach you. We got enough people preaching over your heads. We need some people to reach the heart. Because if I can reach your heart, you'll give your heart to God. But he's saying that when the wild ox rises up in you, it will release you of your bondage. But you're never going to be released of captivity and bondage till you allow the anointing of the ox to come up out of you. Amen? And if there's ever a time for us to be released of bondage and captivity... See, God has taken you out of Egypt, but he can't take Egypt out of you. You keep going right back to the same things that had you bound. But if you let the ox rise up out of you, those things that had you bound, you can walk by them. See, I was an alcoholic. I wasn't a preacher, son. I didn't grow up in church. I didn't know nothing about God. I had never even heard the Holy Ghost till I was 36 years old. I didn't even know what the names of denominations were on signs. I was so ignorant to church. I didn't know Baptist and Methodist and Presbyterian and all that was denominations. I thought it was just a name of a church. But God. When he released the ox, he released me of the stronghold of captivity. Some of you today, you'll be released of your captivity of your own mind. See, it's not the enemy holding you, it's your mind. It's not the drugs, it's not the alcohol, it's not the porn, it's not all these devices of the world, the temptations of your flesh. No, it's you. Because your mind goes back to what it was used to functioning in. Listen to me a moment. I'm going to get real with you for a second before I close. See, the enemy knows the weapon of our warfare. And he knows deep within your mind, you are used to functioning in a natural way. My natural way was functioning in alcohol and in cigarettes. And in smoking weed. See, he knew the devices that had me held. He knew what I needed. 
So he found a way for my nature to try to go back to what influenced me. See, nature has a way of shifting things back around to you that you walk away from. And a lot of us don't understand that nature is against us. Because the enemy is the God of this world. See, the enemy is the God of this world. And we all scream. And I'm probably fixing to make some of y'all religious people mad. But you know, we always scream, God's in control. God's in control. If God was in control, the world wouldn't be in hell as in. Listen. Satan was released into this world because he's the prince of the air and the God of this nature. So why? So you thinking God made all the hurricanes and all the tornadoes and everything has been released in nature because the enemy is the God of this world. I know y'all getting quiet because you don't like it. God is the God of heaven. We're fighting let me go to this. We're fighting two kingdoms right now, right? The kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. The kingdom of darkness is what's invaded this world. And the kingdom of darkness is what's invading you and me if we don't have the kingdom of light inside of us. But see, the problem is in this world, the kingdom of darkness is making more noise than the kingdom of light. And if we'll start making the noise we should be making, we can shout the hell right back out of our life. Amen. God is in control of your spirit. You are in control of your flesh. What your Bible says now. So nature has a way of coming up against your flesh to contradict what your spirit wants to do. I see him in here like, no, no, man, that wobble guy, he's crazy. Nature knows how to show back up at your front door tomorrow and tell you that this word wasn't true because your spirit <laughs> is trying to accept something your flesh doesn't. Paul said in Romans that I will to do what I don't want to do. We need to start practicing what our spirit wants and start neglecting what our flesh wants. Because your flesh wants to do things your spirit don't want to do. Amen? I don't know about all of you in here today. There's some of you, your flesh saying, I'm tired of standing up and I'm tired of shouting. But your spirit's like Jeremiah. I got a word, bay burning in my bones. Amen? That I'm ready to release and I don't know how to contain it.
Listen for a quick. This is where I'm going to close. Before y'all throw me out. The enemy is a master marketer. He knows how to market everything that you don't need. He knows how to market them cigarettes when we walk in the door. Because I used to love them. Three packs a day. Drink a bottle of liquor like it was a bottle of Diet Coke. I've had kilos in my house. I laundered money. I was a thief. I was a crook. But there was a man named Jesus that died on a cross. Amen. And he didn't nail me to the cross. He told me to tote it. Amen. The church keeps telling us to nail it to the cross. I'm nailing my sins to it, but I'm walking carrying mine. I can't go nowhere nailed to the cross, but I can go as I carry the love of God. Whoa, that's a good word. I'm tired of seeing church people nailed to a cross. Why are we telling our people to be nailed to a cross when Jesus ain't on it? Come on, somebody. Hey, you can give a shout to the Lord. Jeremiah ain't going to mind. You can tell the enemy, I'm tired of being nailed to a cross. I've got all to come off the cross. If God wanted you on the cross, he'd have never found Paul on the road to Damascus. Hey, and if the church was meant to be in the four walls, he'd have never saved Paul on the road. It's time to get out the building and get on the road and carry the cross. And it's through your anointing that you carry the cross. Shut up in my bones. Psalms 101 and 4. This is where I'm in, and I promise. He says, Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all ye earth. You know why a lot of us aren't really making a joy? See, we're making a shout, but it ain't a joyful shout. See, the enemy knows the difference in your noise. I'm going to break this thing way down before I leave here. I'm going to disturb some of these demons in this house. See, the enemy knows the difference in the noise that you're making, and God knows the difference in the joy of your shout. And see, the enemy says, that's just noise. But then the all comes through your joyful shout. When you start being joyful in your shout, you'll start getting your all you need. Amen. Hey, but some of us just like making noise. I didn't come to just make noise. I come to give a shout. It's time for us to give a shout. Oh. Noise.
noise ain't taking us nowhere, but a shout gonna take us to glory. Oh, there are people in hell making noise, people in heaven making a shout. Oh, come on, let's get real this morning. People in hell making noise. Uh, they got chains rattling. I ain't hearing no chains. Uh, they got bondage. I don't see people in bags. I see people with a shout. He said, I don't want you to make a noise. I want you to make a shout. Because heaven shout with you. Yeah. Hey, your audience is heaven. Hey, the noise in hell is noise. But the shout of heaven is joyful. so much meat today before you leave you're going to throw the bone out and come back tomorrow and find the bone to chew on listen this is the last thing somebody just give the Lord some shout Is this here? <laughs> I ain't gonna be able to go no further after this. <clears throat> the earth may be groaning, but you shout. And in your worship, <laughs> the Lord knows your gladness because your gladness exalts Him. And through your shout, <laughs> you rise up. And you're able to come before him singing with joy. Because you have acknowledged that he is the God that deposits your oil. And I don't know about some of you today, but it's time for us to come and make an exchange. Amen. It's like we go into the ATM. I, I want to pull out some oil that God's put in my bank account. Amen. God's poured something in your house. I, then it's time for you to release. I, God said make a deposit today because I put something in you that needs to come up out of you. I need some people to rise up and know that my God is the God of all. He's the God of heaven. He's the God of the church. He's the God of setting the captives free. Somebody give a shout to God. Come on, shout to your Lord. He said he made a deposit in your bank account that man couldn't give you. He said, where your heart is, there your treasure will be also. I don't know about you, but my heart's in the hole. Because man can't give me no oil. I don't care how much they pour on you on the outside. If God ain't pouring on the inside, it ain't doing a bit of good. Amen. Because God ain't worried about what you clothe in if it ain't in the power of a resurrected God.
Hallelujah. He said, the earth may be groaning, but my people are shouting. Why? Why? As I get ready to open up this altar for you this morning, this is why. Why is the earth groaning? Why is the earth groaning? Because the God of this world put sin in the earth that God never wanted to have in it. See, the God of this earth put stuff in between me and you that God never wanted between us. Y'all ain't catching what I'm telling you this morning. And see, the God of this world knows that if he keeps depositing oil on you, he can attack you with the same things he used to attack you with. Why did Jesus groan before he called Lazarus forth? Read your Bible. The people that watched him said, look at this man. But in his groaning, so the earth recognized the groan The earth recognized the groan of the creator that created the earth. So when he groaned, the earth groaned. And then when he released, the earth released. So he released Lazarus of the bondage of death and released him to come forth through a groan that Jesus released into the earth. And if we start releasing our shout, God will help us to come forth to get the all that come from heaven. I'm going to speak this to you and we go open up the altar. I feel in my spirit. Now some of you have been groaning for a while. But you ain't been releasing. Some of you have been in like labor pains in your spirit because you just won't come to the delivery room. To receive what God's blessed you with. And see, the enemy, see, this is the thing. There is a such thing as called false labor pains. Church has been in them for a while. The enemy has poked the church so much that we think that we've been able to release something that we haven't given birth to yet. It's been like false labor pains. <laughs> and see, he would rather keep you in this waiting room than come to the delivery house. Because as you wait, all you're doing is getting false pains. And God wants to set you free of some things. Y'all felt that, right? How many of you today are tired of having some false pains? 
And see, this is the thing. People think it's just for sinners. It's for the church. See, God wants to pour His oil upon His church. You are His elect. You are His called. You are His appointed. You are His anointed. Man didn't call you. Man can't anoint you. But God can. But you got to come to the delivery room to accept your anointing. Now I'm just here this morning to ask you this. If you're ready this morning, I don't care who you are, but if you're ready this morning to allow your God to pour an ox anointing on you, so that you can leave out of here today being so oily that this afternoon when the enemy comes at you you're protected by the oil that when you leave out here today you're so oily everybody if you will this morning raise your hand if you want to leave here oily today I, I mean so oily that you're gleaming when we go outside. I mean, so only when you walk in Walmart, they stop and look at you and be like, man, I don't know what's on them, but there's something on them that I didn't see last time I seen them. When I walked in Zaxby's, hey, the waitress even looked at me different. Amen. Hey, when I walked in my mama's house, she said, son, there's something on you that I didn't see when you left. And you can say, mama, it's because when I went to church today, God released the ox in my house. Amen. So that when I left, I left there holy. I left and came dry, but I left holy. And if you want to leave that way this morning, I would love for any of you that's in this house to come to this altar. And allow me to anoint you because I believe today is a day that if we don't start getting the anointing that we need in the oil from heaven, we're going to continue to be in a place of bondage, in a place of captivity, in a place of no power. And I'm ready to see a church that's got living water flowing through it. And as I open up today in the introduction, I've seen the swords of fire in this place. I've seen swords of fire. And let me go ahead and tell you this morning, every one of you in this place today has got a sword of fire. Every one of you are walking around with a sword of fire. And God's saying, when I poured that ox out on you, you're going to get to use that sword of fire to do things you never thought you'd do today. Amen? You've got to protect your family in a different way. You're going to go out and win loss in a different way. You're going to lay hands on people and heal them. You're going to walk by people and their shadow off of you is going to get their dead to rise up out the road. Amen. Because of the anointing I'm fixing to pour on you.